Welcome, what's up? Daddy's back, bitches. This is The Option. This is episode three. I'm Jason DeBeas, your hostess with the most has just got back from New York. And just getting off the plane, the sensational, enigmatic. <laughs> Alexa Strange, what's good? That was very enigmatic. Thank you. <laughs> what's up, guys? Yeah. I think I had one of them, one of them stutter moments. It, it is Alexa. Alexa. I tend to do that to men, you know. Strange. Yeah, make me stutter. Yeah, you see, yeah, you see a hand come off this camera, but like, psh, <laughs> so what's up, man? Just got back from New York, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah I just man. got back this morning. Took a red eye. It's pretty mm -hmm. brutal, um, but I'm stoked to be here yeah, and man. talk about some cool shit. Cool, man. We we could definitely talk about my trip, but ain't nobody in the mood for that, dude. <laughs> There's something about riding the E train on weekends to get to the airport, and they're doing track work. And three three years later, you still do. You still doing track work? What's up, man? Who'd you play with? Sorry, who'd you play with? So I played with Bree Scarborough in this last tournament. It was a new partnership. I recently, in the past like month and a half, went through two breakups, one with my boyfriend and with my previous beach volleyball partner. So it has been a very eventful past couple weeks for me. And somehow I was able to slide in and get in with Bree. She's an amazingly talented Isn't she? and experienced player. Yeah, yeah, I love her. So it's been it's been really fun. I like Bree because um she's one of those partners where you don't have to deal with your partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think I have one of these sort of like alpha uh dominating female personalities, but deep down there's this mm -hmm. desire to like have someone else sort of take control, particularly on the volleyball court. Um, mm. I'm a very analytical player, but um, it's nice to have someone that brings a lot of experience that is even more analytical than me and is able to break the game down very concisely and sort of take that leadership role on. Yeah. Where, you know, so I just not think, everybody has that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very rare to find. So I kind of just have been chilling in the back, listening to her words of wisdom and mm -hmm. And yeah. Well, no, nah, it's good to have a part. Listen, I'm getting hired for that. I'm like analytics and this and that. I got me the job at LMU. I'm, I'm, you know, I was working a little bit with um, Rafu, just mm -hmm. Rafu, not Ed. But I think I have this feeling after them two losses, Ed might be on board too, um, and Jeff, or yeah. whatever. So, so um, let's talk about what comes up next. Is Bree someone you want to continue to play with? <laughs> Well, if there's... Or did you get her on loaner? <laughs> you got Brie on loaner? No, 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 no. If there's, if there's one thing I've learned from my... So last year was my first year playing professionally. This year is my second. Last year was all just about getting the logistics of what it's like to play professionally and get everything organized, which can be very overwhelming. And now this year, it's like more about like consistently getting into that main draw, building up my points um, yeah. and, you know, becoming a top player. Um but I've always been, it's so funny because I can't do like monogamous relationships and like romantic relationships. But for no, some reason. You already got a boyfriend. It's, it's volleyball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for some reason with volleyball, I have this huge desire to like have this monogamous beach volleyball relationship with a partnership where it lasts the entire season. So last year I went in with that expectation. This year I went in with that expectation. Both times I went through breakups and it was honestly like, you know, getting a little piece of your heart ripped out in a way. And I think what it's taught me. Yeah, we look. I'm looking. We're looking at Miranda right now. Miranda, it's my crazy. my tech girl. She just goes. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot. So like in church I, right now. You know, I think what I've learned is like you know we're not married to each other. So when you're not married, like it is more of like you're dating different people and you have to find what's right at the moment. And 
Um, I think I was like going into this mindset where I was like forcing relationships long term where sometimes, you know, like one person's good at this time, then you have to move on and grow with someone else. And especially I think when you're starting out, that's even more so important. I I think with that being said, and I'm going to pull this thing up. You sit tall. I'm sitting like a midget. dude. I'm sorry. Apologies to midgets out there. I don't don't even know what the term is. Um, I I think as you continue to find your monogamy, I thought you've been very diligent in finding, finding ways to, um, there it is. Just force that. Yeah. Find a ways to, um, make the main draw with different partners. I, I had a conversation with Eric Baranek. If you, I remember I told you earlier on, yeah. like last year, he, um, he made the draw like six times with five different partners. And, um, and I guess I'm asking you about the formula. Is it, is it about right partnerships? Just about um, just proper preparation physically? Because we know, we know the qualifier could be equivalent to the, the gladiator pit. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. I think, yes, um, physical condition is like number one because you're essentially playing a tournament to get into a tournament and then play mm-hmm. another tournament. Um, and it's grueling because I think when you're young, especially your body is a lot more like has a lot more endurance. I didn't really realize like, wow, playing four to five games and then having to play the next day is like my legs are tired. Like I can't jump as high. And sometimes you don't even realize it, you know, because you are in good physical shape. Um, But then it's like, oh, I'm just taping a little bit more than I normally do. I'm just a a second slower. And then you get to the against against a team who have uh, probably one of the top four, right? Yeah, that's like, you know, like played in the Olympics or something. And you're like, (laughs) and that's what the winners of the qualifier get. It's like, what do the losers get? Fuck off. off. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I think physical preparation is a huge thing. And, um, of course, the mental component, it's just it's a grind. And and I think like every aspect of life. it's about just not giving up and keep going. I think if you have like the skills um, at that point, it just becomes who has more of like the mental drive and the discipline to like keep going. Because in reality in sports, like you you really have to train your brain not to look at anything as failure. Like it's all learning and learning and growing. Yeah. And um, I don't know, even for me, like I'm trying not to get too wrapped up in results right now because I can just see myself as a, a player and a person growing through every tournament. And I know it's only a matter of time before I'm like, you know, in there just crushing it. Yeah. And, that, consistently. and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I share your sentiment because it's, it's, um, you know, the, the old adage of you win or you learn, um, um, gets a bad rap. It's like, oh, that's just vague. What does that even mean? It mean well, it's vague because it means a lot of things. You mm-hmm. just gave one of many examples. I was talking about Eric. You're just talking about yourself and the two. Those are two different paths that mm-hmm. where you guys are um, as a common denominator, uh, better versions of yourself. Yeah. And that's all you could ask for is a better version of yourself, good enough. Yeah. Of course not. It's never good enough. But is it good enough this time for the qualifier? Is yeah. it good enough for points? Is it good enough for this? And it's good enough for that. And um, um, and you play with Bree. Who'd you play with uh, in Austin? Uh, with Emily Hartong. Hartong. And mm-hmm. and that was Hermosa Beach as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can just go through my what happened with like so I started so after college, I went through like this existentialist crisis of like your twenties where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm done with school now and like I've always been told just to go to school and work hard and play sports. Like, do I wanna use my brain and get a real job and my degree? Do I wanna you know, do I wanna pursue this life of professional beach volleyball, which is very intimidating because it doesn't have the the monetary like comfort to know. Oh, like I'm gonna sign like a million dollar yeah. contract and I'm set for the year. It's like yeah. no, if you're not winning, like yeah, not, for you, for you guys watching, the shit. '90s was a long time ago. 
sorry. And, and then I have like, I love art. I have this artistic side. I love um, designing clothes and drawing. So that's something I've always wanted to do. And it's so funny because like now in retrospect, like volleyball connects all those things. I'm going to be able to like, I use my brain. It's like a business, you know, I'm constantly learning, um, working with other brands and companies, learning how to sell myself um, in a good way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Not a <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. you know. <laughs> anyway. You didn't have the camera on me on that one, right? <laughs> Good. Um, Kelly Campbell, I love you very much. Yeah, um, <laughs> business stuff. And then um, uh, just volleyball, obviously, like that's the athletic component. And then all of that is about building a brand for yourself. So, mm -hmm. you know, eventually where I see myself long term is like using my platform and all this stuff to get into fashion and that type of thing. Um, so it's funny. I was like so paralyzed by like, all these choices and I didn't want to pigeonhole myself in one thing and I was so freaked out I like started babysitting <laughs> getting paid under the table like an illegal don't, there you go. don't arrest me sorry to no pay no. taxes on that that's right no need don't come at my nanny that was, yeah that's incriminating incriminating so what um, listening. no but um so I was doing <laughs> that arrest, and I think you know that just sort of like first of all nannying is hard you learn to multitask in ways you would never imagine. And mm -hmm. I had three kids, but it was really good for me because I think it allowed me to reflect. Yeah, three little babies, they were so cute. Oh and it allowed me to like really reflect um, on myself and look like um, inherently uh, like what I wanted out of life. And um, from there I started working for this um, fashion designer. He's a really wealthy fashion designer. And he really encouraged me to go back into my volleyball career. But um, as it turns out, he had some other ulterior stuff okay. involved in that as well. So um, essentially, I stopped working for him. And as a result, I lost my job. I no longer had my apartment. So I was kind of like at that point where like I had nothing, you know, like I, I have my degree to fall back on. Of yeah. course, I could always find another job. But at this point in my life, it's like, oh, like I'm starting from fucking scratch yeah so when you're starting from scratch it like sort of gave me that um that freedom from a feel fear of failure at that point because at that point i really had nothing to lose it can only get better yeah yeah it can, really, it can only go up yeah, from there so go. i really had <laughs> i had nothing to lose at that point and i knew in my heart i always wanted to to do volleyball i was just afraid like what if I don't do well? Like people are going to think I'm a loser. Like what if I, you know, what if I can't afford to pay for the travel? What if I can't afford to pay for the coaching? How do I organize practices? Is anyone even going to want to play with me? Like, do I still have a reputation as like this wild child, you know, free spirit? Are people not going to take me seriously and see that like, I'm actually a committed. It's a whole bunch, a whole slew of concerns like yes, that. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So, so, so yeah. Sorry, go on. No, here, here, here's the good news about that. I mean, addressing those those things one at a time, and and I can speak knowledge through experience. Um, when I was your age, I was I was check to check, mm -hmm. living in Brooklyn. Okay, living in this this studio, whatever. Didn't know if I was gonna get fired from my job because the lower the position you are, the more, the more they're like, we don't need this guy. We can, we, you know, we could do, we could do, we could use this person for less money. So, mm -hmm. so one, I feel you. Two, um, I think people are starting to appreciate. Um, someone's like, let's say you're a party party girl, you know, wild wild style I'm lifestyle. I'm like that. not a party girl. Mm -hmm. I just have like a zest yeah. for and life. Yeah, and I'm suggesting, no and I'm suggesting that even if you are, 
Um, and I can use Taylor Crab as an example. Mm -hmm. All right, Taylor Crab. Yeah, I hear stories all the time about that guy. You know, him being carried out the club. It was, it was almost like Austin, right? For, I mean, Austin. Is, uh, they made it sound like people just like mosh pit carried him to the court mm -hmm. and threw him on to lose that first round. Yeah. Um, but something I got from about Taylor, and I get the same thing from you. you you're able to compartmentalize those things. You um, have never been late for anything. You're always on time. Oh. No, your parents are okay. Not you. Are you um, um, you run a tight ship. You're on time. You're 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 with your partner. You're in practice. You give it 110. Mm percent -hmm. You have media obligations. You don't blow people off. I mean, you're here right now. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. And and for me, it's really really tough to get female guests for some reason. Maybe I'll, maybe they don't like the Yankees. Or maybe or maybe I'm just looking at people creepy. I'm like, you know, like I'm. Um. No. But um. I think is, look, if you party too hard, it's going to catch up with you. I get that. But mm -hmm. you've never not, you've never not many met any of your professional obligations. So, so what the fuck is the problem? Well, I, the thing is, I think like I was battling the stigmatism. I used to smoke a lot of pot and I do not smoke anymore because that was really like causing me to procrastinate on life and like, it's not for everybody. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not for like, everybody, like right? How, like Joe Rogan smokes. I, he's 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 yeah, good. Like some people, it's not. Yeah, how alcohol <laughs> is for some people, like as an alcoholic, and it's like destructive in their lives or whatever. In a way, like weed was like that for me, and it was in such a subtle way because like it was just causing me to miss out on opportunities or like you know not be it like it's like something like this. Maybe if I was getting stoned, like I'd be like, oh, like I don't know if I want to mm -hmm. go, you know. I'm, but like it's like now I have so much energy. Like I, there's just like so much more like zest for life. Uh, yeah, I offered to get her a coffee, and she was like, <laughs> "You don't want to." She's like, "Me coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! This is her without caffeine, people." Yeah, and I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a really big problem for me in college. I actually got in trouble for a drug test, and it was like. I would get kicked off the team if I failed another one. And for like, yeah. that wasn't incentive enough for me to stop. Like I would like, that's an addict, you know? And I think most athletes, we have addictive personalities. I think that's part of like what makes us like great is our ability to get addicted to our sports mm -hmm. and our work ethic. And I think the smoking was taking away from being able to put energy into volleyball and it was going into a more destructive area. Um, right. And it's just kind of causing me to stagnate, you know, and be complacent. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It, it was making me complacent. And I, and I would suggest to you, given given current uh, given your your age or the young age, I think it's um I'm gonna just say salute that you picked that up early because mm. there's some people they're like, no, I can handle it. I'm I'm good and this and that and um and you'll see professional athletes at like let's just say the top three sports mm -hmm. where like um there's a football player, right? I'm just gonna put it this way, the best way I know how, and stop babbling. I'm just gonna fucking put it put it to you straight. If I am a professional athlete and someone's giving me a three-year, ten million dollar contract, and they're telling me all I have to do is stay off the weed, yeah, and they still smoke. Yeah. There are some people; it's a discipline thing. Uh, Alexa, and there's some people that's it's a neurological thing. They're yeah. neurologically addicted, and, and that's a mental that's a mental health issue, which we can certainly explore as we continue to go yeah. through this this, this casting. Most um, and I think that's but, what it was. I started smoking in seventh grade. Like, you damn. know, that's scary. I can't imagine, you know, seeing a little seventh grader doing that. And I think like my brain wasn't developed, mm. and it just it yeah. stuck with me, and it, it it was hard to get out of that habit. And yeah. I mean, no, nothing you, against you know, people never, that do. You know, you know, I never smoked. Really? <laughs> never, never even a cigarette. 
I mean, I think for some Mm. people, like, you know, they can have a healthy relationship with it. I'm not Mm. saying, like, no one should do that. Of course. Your body, your choices. But um, for me, it it was it was holding me back for sure. I had it was like you're either going to smoke pot or you can't do it at all. all and right. I finally reached that point of maturity where I was like, I cannot <laughs> like, do that. It's like a relationship too, right? Like if you hook up with someone, listen, <laughs> either both of y'all change or both of y'all stay the same. Yeah. He's a weed head and you'd be like, I'm, I'm just going to go straight and your house smells like a fucking skunk because yeah. of this or that. Nah, you, you're right. Nah, you, um, Alexa, Alexa, you did, you, you did what you had to do in your, and you're a better version of yourself, yeah. and I know that, and you know that. But you know? going back to what you were saying Please. about the the part, like the partying, like I think it was more like that aspect, just like and just being like, I have no fucking filter. Like I say what is on my mind. Like I make dirty jokes. I say inappropriate things, and like that's me. You know, that's yeah. that's me, and um, I don't want to live my life ever without any regrets. And like, I am a person, like there's certain things, like I crave life experiences. If sometimes I think the consequences are worth like the experience, I'm fuck it. I'm going to take the consequence, you know? And I don't think everybody's like that or understands that. And I think that comes off sometimes as like wild or whatever. Um, but no, we got we got a um, straight edge superstar here. <laughs> like that's what I'm. There's a wrestler, and I, I used to be a wrestling head called CM Punk. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, and he's they nicknamed him the straight edge superstar. And he is extroverted like you. He's wild like you. He speaks mm-hmm. off the cuff. Yeah. You know, some sometimes these guys have a script, and sometimes they they're intelligent enough to do their own promo to to, to promote the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're um, magnificently good for the sport of beach volleyball because I think everybody has to have a balance. On, I mean, we don't need five Alexis. We really only need just we really only need one. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I can't even imagine two of you. But I that's know. A, um, so I can, I can barely handle myself. You know, but it's look, it's it's one of those things where. You should, you as a person, and for people that have a problem with what you're saying, I, this is my message to them. They, they have to allow you to work. Mm. All right, Jamie Fox who was on uh, um, Joe Rogan's podcast and was talking about like how comedy died, like, like Eddie Murphy, right? And mm. Delirious, he's like, he's like, hey, listen, I got a, a second rule. He's like, faggots ain't allowed to look at my ass while I'm on stage. That's why I keep moving around. I don't know where the faggot section is, right? You can't say that now. Mm-hmm. You can't say that now. Or maybe maybe Chris Rockman because he can say whatever he wants. <laughs> um, but uh, the point I'm trying to make is as we can on this experimental life, mm-hmm. as we as human beings are constantly evolving, we as human beings are being sensitive to more people's needs, and we, we as human beings are still trying to find a humor, a way to poke fun at each other, and it's not hurtful. You got to let us work. Yeah, you gotta listen. I'm not saying you're comedian, but I'm just saying for you, um, it's similar to your personality. For people, where people that might take exception to that, you gotta let her work. Yeah, you got. We gotta let you work. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of it deep down, like, um, those behaviors, it all stems like from like pain and like experiences. And you know, I've like, I'm 25, but um, I've been through like. Um, yeah. Like hashtag hashtag two lifetimes. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of life experiences. I remember being in like counseling at USC after feeling my drug test, yeah. and my counselor was like, "How are you? Like, basically, like, how are you not fucked up? Like, <laughs> you know, just especially yeah. like sexually with guys. I've just had a lot taken from me um, from a young age, and um, I think like like the pot and all that stuff was." self-medicating and almost like ways to deal with that stuff and um 
learning to like love myself again. And, and in this way, like it's almost like this extroverted facade was also like to protect me and like not allow anyone to get like too close to me. Like, yeah. you know, I was like the most, I'm like the most open, closed person. I'm going to stop you right there with a very important question. Was volleyball one of those ways to deal with it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That volleyball um, was like the thing that saved my fucking life. It's like, it, that's the thing. That's always been the constant in my life that I had stress about anything. I could always get it out on the volleyball court, mm -hmm. um, you know, and whenever I was feeling lost or like a lack of purpose or a lack of sense of direction, volleyball was always there sort of being like a guiding force for me. I mean, seriously, like it's like you hear those, those stories about the, the little kids that grow up in the projects and it's like um, dad's not around, like mom is addicted to crack and like ball is life. Like I'm not saying my life was anywhere near that. No. But the point is like I this yeah, like ball is fucking life. Like it yeah. really whether it's like it's it's more just the principle of volleyball too, right? It's not even just like results and winning and it's just about the essence of volleyball and sportsmanship and that yeah. whole lifestyle that ensues because of that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It um yeah, it was for me. It became my girlfriend for a long time. I actually had a girlfriend walk out the door and say, you already have a girlfriend. <laughs> that was one of the, the coolest lines I ever heard on the breakup. And I'm like, and she's like, you already have a girlfriend. Bye. You know, whatever. And, and, and for a long time, I just thought that those people didn't just, they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't wrong. I wasn't completely wrong about that. They don't understand. Sometimes you go into a relationship and it's like, listen, this is a part of my life. And they're like, no, this that's a hobby. And I'm like, no, that's... This is who I am, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, I'm I'm other things, but from a collective whole, if you don't want to hear me, if you don't want the majority of your conversations to be about volleyball, we might not. This yeah. this this might not work. Deron, um, the uh, program director, endless summer, mm -hmm. when her husband passed away, she got with Tony, and and she's like, look. This is my schedule. <laughs> and you know, program director is even more so, like yeah. ball, balls deep in it. Yeah. Um, neck deep in it. Yeah. Um, so, um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, here's my schedule. Um, and and I'm yeah. you have to share this with me, but, I, I'm, but at the same time, I'm there with you. They're, yeah. they're not separate things. Oh, and I think that's like a huge struggle, especially as like a female athlete, um, especially in relationships. You know, it is like you said, like volleyball is like your main relationship. And I think like, as a woman, um, it's very easy to like settle in like the complacency and com like comfortability of being with a man and like them sort of like replacing that. And then all of a sudden, and this was kind of happened to me when I finished college, I was like very like relationship dependent with the guy I was with. And yeah. that's part of the reason I was like, do I want to do volleyball? Like I was like about to marry this dude. And yeah. hmm. it was like, I knew like he was, he had a great job. Like I knew I would always be like safe with him, right. you know, but, I, but like, it was like, I had a feminist mystique moment where I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to wake up 35 with like three kids and like have not pursued my dreams and like my goals and have shoved like volleyball to the side and made it like the mist, the mistress instead of the main bitch. And I'm going to be like, where the fuck did my life go? You yeah. know, and then I'm going to have to vicariously live through my kids. And that sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> So, it's listen. It's terrifying until it's not. Until yeah, until you're ready. But it was like you know, I'm I'm 20, like I like I have a I'm two year old, 21. but consider how old I am. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know like, what I'm saying? I, yeah. You, like I I had it. I want to live my full life, pursue my full dream, and then and then it's like you have kids and do all that stuff. Um, but it, as a woman, like it can it can become very tempting to like 
settle into that, you know, early. And then um, it's um, I hate to say say it's the easy way out because it sounds like I'm bashing younger no, people who have kids. Different. But um, for you, that would have been the easier way out. And exactly, I think, I think, I think you got to break some some eggs to make an omelet, and then that's what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh my God! I mean, wow, that was a mouthful. That was <laughs> no, because you're not. It's a mouthful because you you're not a you're you're not you're not alone. You're not by yourself in, in your in your sentiment right now. Your mm -hmm. assertion. We have someone doing tech right now who we'll probably shared Miranda Miranda Gagne, volleyball player. She's teching for us. She probably she's probably sitting there saying, "You're right." Um, um, I was 25 100 years ago. I didn't want to, oh, okay. Yeah. No, you got, we got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, it's like I just had that feminist mystique moment. I was like, I need to like go after my dream and do this shit. Dave Sassy, I love how rare you are. <laughs> and, um, oh, now I got distracted. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to, you're going to, there's going to be a lot of messages coming in. So, but no, like, I think the point was that, um, you all, I also realized like, as a woman, like, I think as a, as a man, there's a lot of pressure by society to like make money and be successful because that's what defines you as a man. And mm -hmm. like, if you aren't doing those things, like you, are you a real man? And for a woman, it's like more the like emotional aspect that we bring. Like we love everyone. We take care of things. We connect people. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, so for a woman, like there's a lot less of that pressure to go out and make something on your own. Like you can, at the end of the day, as a, you can always find someone to take care of you. Like you'd always settle and like have someone just like take care of you. Yeah. And, and I fell myself, found myself with that fashion designer that I was working for in a way. And, um, the relationship I was with out of college, like those temptations of like, wow, I could take the easy way out right now. It'd be so easy. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, when I lost everything, I quit that job. It really hit me. Like this was the right fucking choice. Like, the things worth having in life, you have to do it on your own. Yeah. You have to do it on your own. Like you can't depend on anybody else or expect anyone to hand you anything. And if something seems too good to be true or like, like an easy route, like the reality is it's going to end Probably up. Is, yeah. yeah. It's going to end up costing you so much more than you ever actually could have gotten out of it. Um, and I'm, thank God. Like I realized that or like, you know, early when I was like 22, just getting started in all this mm. rather than like, um, at a very pivotal point in my career, you know, it was just like, it was all just starting. Um, and I think that was such a blessing, you know, to go through all that stuff then. So like, I won't make those mistakes now when it's like, Alexa, it's, it's a blessing. Alexa, it's a blessing knowing yourself at an early age like this. Okay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that, that some out there might find unequivocally safe. Um, and I told you this off camera before, you know, um, I just, I, I literally picked this girl up at the airport. <laughs> Uh, to bring her. I'm like, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Like, Let's go. But my Uber, fuck your Uber. Um, so um, you figured it out at a very early age uh, for two reasons. One, I'm going to I'm gonna put it in, in, in bland terms. So let me get this straight. There's a 25-year-old girl out there that doesn't want to have kids to get married because she wants to have fun. Wow. Someone, someone, someone who's straight that likes guys wants to like, wants to like party and, and play volleyball and have a good time and at the same time pursue her profession. Oh, I'm over fucking whelmed. Come on, that's that's why 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 even you know I mean yeah. we're having this conversation because it's important to to the two of us but like after it's over it's like why 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 did we even need to fucking rationalize I know. why it's, is that even a rationalization that's mind blowing in reflection you're just yeah. like I don't mm -hmm. know like even like playing volleyball like mm -hmm. I don't know how when I graduated college like I did not fucking realize this is what I wanted to do immediately like 
it now that I can see clearly in the and the journey, like you never know where the fuck it's gonna lead. Like this path is winding and always changing. We're not really in control of that. But right. like like volleyball is the constant. It's been the thing that's always kept me on the straight path. And now I'm realizing like as long as I just keep following the volleyball, like everything else will work and you know, and be a good person which in leads the process. Me, which leads me to my second point. My second point is because you're doing this. If in the distant future, I'm not going to say near, that you decide, that, you know, I, I think I'm going to have a kid or two or this or that. If you decide to do that, um, you can have like the whole concept. Three baby daddies, different breeders, of, of different course. ethnicities. Yeah. You know, Come so on. I no, get... I think they all went in on that one. I, think <laughs> I can that, have I, a diverse yeah. team. No, but I, I think they're all, they're all with that. You're gonna, you're gonna have, it's going to look yeah, like, no, it's gonna look like Angelina Jolie's kids and shit. <laughs> I'm never so, getting married, though. No, but the point is this. It does. People say having a kid changes who you are, but because you're taking the certain path, um, and I'm using myself as an example, um, and Jessica told, told me this, both Jessica said this, McGuire and the other one, said you're still Jason and Kelly, you just have a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if the point is, if you decide to have kids, it doesn't, you don't fall through this protocol that just because you're a mother, you have to do this, you have to be like this, you have to, you have to do this, you have to fucking start learning how to bake cookies, you have to do all these things that, that dramatically change who you are as a person. So, hey, I'm pretty domesticated. Yeah. I, I can still, I can already bake cookies. You could throw down. You <laughs> could throw down I'm cookies. A, I'm a great, I'm a great cook. Actually, I could throw down chicken parm. That's what happens. I date yeah. these guys and they think I'm like this this domesticated thing that I'm not because I'm a great chef. No, domesticated I things don't have six packs. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. no, no, I totally agree. And I'm you know, round. Round is a shape. There's so many women out there on the tour, moms, amazing athletes that are crushing it with kids. Like mm. so much respect for them. Yeah. You know, it's just, look at, I, Car look at Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Still it's, the same person. She just has kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you know, so I'm not like trying to like disparage or take anything away from those, those female athletes doing that because yeah. that's, no, you're that, that's quite the, the opposite. That's you're trying amazing. to say know yourself first. Yes, you're, know you're, yourself. you're saying that the quite the I'm, and I'm I'm a, I'm breaking in here because it's okay. necessary. Um, you're 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 saying that know yourself and become and if you become and it, it'll make you a better parent. Mm -hmm, exactly. You know, I mean, because you're yeah. right. Society does shape it like that. You were supposed to, you know, yeah. what after you work right, you're supposed to get a job, and then you get a job. You're supposed to have and, and men. I'm I, I'm not speaking for all men. Men, it's it's fucking. Terrifying. It's so stressful and terrifying because like, I can be poor as yeah. you know, I can be a poor chick, like get a hot girl job and like kind of like wing it for a while. It's like as a man, it's like, no. oh, like you do this job, like I won't go on a date with you. No. And I'm not saying I'm like that. No, they like, just have to be hot, general, like, like me. Let's just be honest, like that's how society, like, mm -hmm. it's like there's this whole feminist thing going on, but I like feel bad for the dudes too. Like we've all got it, got our own shit going on. That's tough. And all these stereotypes we're trying to battle. And mm -hmm. if any, if everyone just sort of focused on themselves and just trying to be yeah. the best them. I well, I think it, because it's ever changing and cause you see this, evol um, this, this constant evolution of, of women from um, let's go back 40 years up to the present. Couldn't, you know, didn't couldn't wear pants in church. Couldn't have a job. Still being paid seventy cents on the dollar and this and that. Which I'm I'm gonna tell you a joke about that later. Um, where of course nobody's gonna give a fuck about the man. All right. I mean, the, I mean, the women have generally are always gonna have it harder. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you saw a homeless guy we with a, why, you see right? a homeless guy with a dog, you we feel sorry for the dog. Why? Right? We know why. Yeah. Why it's been that way throughout society and time is because men are terrified of women being able to empower themselves with their bodies and. The pussy is power, like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so, 
That's right. So is the so is the mind. I'm I'm I think you're <laughs> I think you're I think considering who I'm with right now, um, and you 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 you've only known her a little bit. You're preaching to the converted. Uh, I I am yeah. not. I speak for myself, and I speak for my close friends that we're not intimidated to have someone in our lives on that intimate level who just may be a little bit stronger than us in some areas, you know, yeah. or, or or even most. I'm I'm, I'm good. That's no. I mean, just just to think, I resisted. <laughs> just no. to think. I hesitated. There's nothing like <laughs> sexier and more intimidating at the same time than like a strong, independent, smart woman that you know knows what she wants. I love you, Dave Sassy. <laughs> Volleyball in life, be a good person. We have a lot of animal cultural programming to overcome. Yeah, That's my boy's a he's a, a double double A guy, and he's also an opera like uh he's an opera guy um oh, wow. i don't know to what extent but lives in san francisco and used to come to new york we just played doubles in central park all the time oh, okay. i wish you went i wish you went to central park they would have loved it they I, loved I meant to get out there and do that I just, yeah. I, I it. the guys did well the guys did because they got ran off uh the, like uh scheduled time on center court they got mm -hmm. ran off so trevor try rosie and ricardo they all went out there oh, they did? That. yeah oh no way yeah awesome. I, I promoted the hell out of it too my, my um i used to coach in new york so there's an exceptional seniors game, like a showcase. So you kind of just tell the program director, there's a, the AVP and, you know, and then you got a bunch of teenage kids rolling up in there, 40, you know, 40, 50 large, you know? Yeah. So that's a great thing about you have, beach volleyball. It brings like, such eclectic and different people together like that. It's mm -hmm. like, especially even just like that combined in conjunction with the beach culture. It's like, no doubt. you have 70 year olds and then you have little teenagers like, yeah. everyone's playing together and just vibing over volleyball no doubt yeah. we're gonna listen we're gonna take some questions on instagram and and on facebook um but before we do can you put up the picture because i know she's doing some modeling in this and that and it's more of a beach picture it's like my favorite one dude it's the yeah it's like the the top one yeah the modeling, one is a video one is like a picture the modeling there it always is just done it sort of for fun like organically let's um, see that shit look at that yeah, that's, <laughs> the, essence, the essence of me for sure in a nutshell it's like oh <laughs> so smoke <happy>. show <laughs> oh yeah wow yeah all of a sudden but everyone's, no everyone's joining i'm a tiger cool do you have your your phone because oh. i just see i see a ton of people asking questions on instagram um All right, cool. Phone died. Um, classic, my phone died. So you, <laughs> so are you an ice cream person or cupcake? Oh, both. But my favorite. She said, "I gotta choose." <laughs> I got. I have the biggest sweet tooth. My my favorite foods are literally rainbow sherbet ice cream from Baskin Robbins. <gasps> I've been having that since I was like little. Nothing, right? And mm. those, the, I hate that it's called this name because it sounds so phallic. But those big stick popsicles that are cherry and pineapple flavored. Yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are my, I could eat like 10 boxes of those, no problem. So you pool or beach? Pardon? Beach or pool? Oh, uh, beach all day. All day, all seven <laughs> yeah. days a week, yeah, right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh my God. Um, somebody in our lives or the li or, or before us that you think deserves a good ass kicking in the history of time to the present? Um, well, the obvious one is Hitler. You yeah. Know? I just love to shove, oh my God, shove this right? man, this this foot up his ass. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, Donald Trump too. We this this we don't have to disguise President Bash if if he needs a ass kicking, he's a ass kicking. I'm just saying this isn't a Democrips versus Republican uh, uh, um conversation. Something With apologies to Crips and Bloods. Sorry, guys. Interesting. Um, I was actually at the when I was in New York at this gala thing for the John McCain Foundation. Met yeah. John McCain's wife, and they had all these. Uh, reporters there that had experienced some kind of um, like had been under arrest or like uh, had to flee their country because of persecution, like speaking out, out against their governments. Right. Uh, so particularly there were reporters there from Venezuela and Turkey, which are two countries with really gnarly conflicts going yeah. on right now. And at the like, time was that was that was that was when it started to. It's terrible right yeah. now. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's worse right now than it's ever been. Like in Venezuela, literally like a drug cartel controls the government. Yep. Um, but so this reporter from Venezuela was talking about how President Trump, she's like, I have these mixed feelings about him because he's the first um, U.S. president that's like really showed like incentive to like actually help us beyond just, you know, words. Yeah. So it's like it surprised me, you know, it's like say what you want to say. But then like there are actions that he seems like a, a, this type of person and he is genuinely trying to help like a country that like people have ignored for the past 20 years. And that's the point I was getting to. I think once people just stop, because we have friends, okay, intelligent friends, that they see it, they see an issue, and and instead of just having their own first take, it's like, well, I'm a Democrat. What does my party have to say about mm -hmm. this? I'm um, a Republican. What does my party have to say about this? This this is why when unemployment goes down, like under the Obama administration, mm -hmm. you're going to have the right to say, oh, it's because people stop looking for work. Mm -hmm. But then when it's down under the Trump administration, the same party is gonna is not gonna say that. Yeah, they're not looking for work. So, um, so it's one of those things where I'm, I personally don't like Trump, but I I don't take these things and make illogical connections. Like if someone has a story, Trump has a little dick. You know, if I don't like him, <laughs> if I don't like him, I'm inclined to believe that that's bullshit. Yeah. So if so, if he's doing something um well and then doing something you know consistent with the president being the president of the United States, I applaud. And if he's doing something that he's not, I'm gonna be like, hey, I got a problem with that. And yeah. I just think, you know, I'm a political science major, econ minor, and I like love learning and talking about this stuff. Um, it's obviously been a little bit harder in the past couple of years because people get so um, emotional about it. Um, and I think just like for us millennials, what's so tough is like with the two party system, um, the fact that you have to compromise one value for another, like what if you're fiscally conservative? And I think a lot of our generation is more fiscally conservative and socially and liberal. Socially liberal. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have to settle them for being a Republican if I value the economy or mm. it, in that way, or a, a Democrat, if the social issues are more important, it's like, and the two party system like never existed. Like it, it's not in our constitution. Nothing says it has to be this way. No. It's just something that we've sort of created as like the norm. And now it's like, you have to vote Democrat or Republican. And, yeah. and the primaries and all those elections. Gonna break the wheel. Yeah. 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 All those. And so in, in that way, you know, I think ironically, whatever you feel about Trump, he is forcing us as a society to like look at the status quo of what is American politics and reassess the two-party system. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that going forward, we'll see more diverse, you know, like in France, they have like 20 political, like political and parties. It's um, probably why, like a lot of people who are celebrities that are close friends of his, that we, that the opposite party thinks are good people. 
the the reason why they like Trump is because maybe they know that side of him. Mm -hmm. Um, that 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 I'm you well, know. It's not, it's not even anything to do with this, his side. No, it's just it's about just... provoking thought and, yes. and debating and yes. and just getting in and getting getting stuff done. Yeah. Jesse Ventura, okay, ran as an independent. Um, mm -hmm. he's the mayor of Brookline, uh, Minnesota, and I know you got to go, Miranda, in, in a bit. Um, ran on four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for a governor for the governor's thing, mm -hmm. independent. Um, got in the debates because his thing, and maybe even yours and mine's. If we could debate him, we could beat him. If you, if you poll enough to get in the debates, we could beat him. And and the man, and he won as an independent. Okay, and because he was an independent, the Democrats and Republicans had to work together. They had a budget surplus the first three years. They had a budget um, deficit the last year because he shot down the budget. But the two of them got together and two thirds him. So it was one of those things where he's like, okay, I'm out of here. But he's a shining example of when everybody's like, it's not going to change. Why not? You have a governor of an entire state, yeah. you know, um, that 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 was a, that was a, a a wrestler, a former um, a, a frogman, Navy SEAL, yeah. and a, and a wrestler. So, I think Trump, if any, if there's any good time to have a political revolution, where there's where it's not you're not looking at someone as a Democrat or Republican, even if they're with that party, whether they're running on their own ticket or whether they're running as someone else. Just we as a collective whole are, start, are stopping. Yeah. Stopping to think like that. I like yeah. my. What if I like my guns and my gay people? <laughs> yeah. Let's arm gay yeah. people everywhere. Let's yeah. give them. Let's give them a. Let's give them an AR-15. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I and I let. I let you have the last word because um. Well, I just think America. America's like the like the hot girl, you know, in in high school that everyone's like, oh, she's a babe, but then behind their her back, everyone's talking shit. We decided and, we hate her. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and um, I think. Something that's so important for us as a country that I think we've a little bit lost sight of is like at the end of the day, like we're like the public, everyone's looking at us. Mm -hmm. And in that way, we have like this moral and ethical obligation, I feel like, to be better than most people and like sort of set the standard on like treat other people the way you want to be treated. And I think like we have the ability to make that a contagious thing that other countries will follow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I just think it's like that's what I would like to see out of our government is like you know be the change you want to see in, yep. in, in and with and with that being said my god time won't give me time we, <laughs> me and this girl could have gone all day yeah so we got to guess yeah well that's what that's what the options about yeah, the option optional. is about people taking taking a volleyball player and just get just you know, you said you said before this podcast, people think they know you and they don't. And it's just maybe they get to know you a little bit of the time like this. Let's do this again. Yeah. Let's do this again when fucking Port Miranda's got more time. I got lots of stories. Oh, oh me too, man. We we could go all day. Let's have let's let's get in um let's get in who is it? Let's get in Troy Fit with us too. All right. Sounds Hey, thank you. Thank Magnificent you. guys. So that's all I got. Hey, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We got um Cassie House in the house tomorrow, okay? Peace out. We out.